Welcome to the Veritas Equipping Podcast, a podcast designed to provide insight, resources, and biblical wisdom. Our mission as Veritas Church is raise up mature disciples, send out everyday missionaries, glorify God. Join us as we pursue Jesus to become mature disciples and effective disciple makers for God's glory. Veritas, welcome to our equipping podcast. We're in the middle of our series on parenting, and we have some special guests with us today, Jess and Kelsey Huber. Jess is uh, our family, uh, well, will be family ministry leader in uh, Urbana soon. We're excited about that, but has been our kids' ministry leader here for, is it two years? Uh, Yeah, it'll be, well, I guess it would have been three this summer. Yeah, so So served faithfully uh, in our kids' ministry and is heading up to our, our plant in Urbana to lead there as well, and with his wife, Kelsey. And we're going to talk about uh, parenting, specifically in little kids. But before we jump into that topic, uh, tell us a little bit about your family. Uh, yeah, well, I am Jess and my wife, Kelsey. Hello. Uh, we have been married for uh, over 12 years. Um, we're excited to start a family, and that kind of got delayed quite a bit. Didn't have a, fam- uh, a kid until eight years into our marriage which has actually been a huge blessing to us. But we have uh, three boys right now, Harvey, who's four, Whitaker, who's two, and Tommy, who will be a year next month. Uh, and so that's always fun. We also have a dog, Brandy. Four, four yeah. two, and almost one. Almost mm-hmm. one, yeah. That's exciting times. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of about us a little bit. Kelsey works at uh, St. Luke's, the hospital, um, and I obviously... Obviously, I work here. Obviously. So. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. You All already right. said that, though. So. <laughs> that's why it's obvious. Yes, that's what yeah. I mean. That's why it's obvious. All right. Uh, so you're kind of in the storm or in the thick of early years of parenting, four, two, one. Um, so you don't have a lot to go back on, but like in the midst of it, what lessons on parenting are you learning right now? Mm, kids are like such a big reflection of ourselves like what we have problems with our kids problem have problems with as well but because they're kids you can see it so much easier and they can't hide it as easily as we can so um that's that's something that we've been able to see even there just like when they are struggling with something it's been in a conversation between the two of us of like (laughs) like that's a reflection of your own weaknesses yeah well like even one time where uh, I'm interjecting with stories. Oh, good. I'm good at that. I'm glad. You're good at the content. Like, <laughs> I'm good at the stories. So listen when Kelsey's Listen when Kelsey's, and you can check out a little yeah. bit when I'm talking. Uh, that's pretty much how everything goes there. But, uh, you know, an example of that, and I've even shared this with quite a few people, there was a time where um, Harvey did something really bad. Like, he, like, hit his brother, and he hit Whitaker. And, I mean, I was mad like really mad. So I obviously raised my voice. I went and disciplined him and like slammed the door behind him. Now, 20 minutes before that, he got in trouble for slamming the door. And then I go and I sit on the couch. And I go Ugh, like that. And I should have corrected him. Like that was right for me to correct him. Mm-hmm. But then Kelsey goes, you realize that you just yelled in at your son because he yelled and hit his, br- like you did exactly what he did. And so it was just like, I was like, oh, man. Like, Maybe you're the parent. He's the kid. I know. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I said to Kelsey. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. That would have been bad. Uh, uh, any mistakes that you guys feel like or things you're currently working on of, hey, we're trying to get better? Because one of the every time we ask 
parents to be on this podcast. They're like, are you sure you want? Like, great. I'll be the good example of a bad example. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And Sam and I were talking. We were like, well, all the perfect parents were busy. So we had to get, you know, you guys. Of course, there's no perfect parents. So, like, (laughs) what are the things in parenting right now that you're saying, this is what we're working on? Um, I think probably just in a lot of our life, we're probably working on um, – obviously anger and patience with with little little kids like there's so many things that you have to repeat and repeat and repeat so um just being patient with that and not and being slow to anger with them but then also i think having a little bit more of a proactive approach to a lot of things versus just reactionary and not even not even in obviously that can happen just in like all of your life like your workplace or your relationship with your spouse but like a plan for how we're going to disciple them um, versus just like, oh, well, they learned about that at school or from their friends. So now we'll talk about that. So um, and obviously that's going to happen, but it'd be great to kind of start. We probably should have done it even before, even, I don't know, when we got married, like (laughs) have a plan (laughs) in place um, just of how we were going to be proactive with some of the things that we teach our children. Yeah. Just working with kids and families is there a, a common struggle that you see parents dealing with um, today or parents of young kids? I mean, I mean, I can only point to the things that usually I, it's really easy for me to see other people's struggles because it's my same struggle. Mm-hmm. So that would probably be uh, things like being consistent and, mm-hmm. and that consistent behavior where, um, I'm going to react the same way and I'm going to hold you accountable even if we're not in public, mm-hmm. you know, and that having the same standards um, and making sure that I'm uh, having that consistency of even going to church, that consistency of, uh, yeah, we're going to do this. And this is, this is, this is a consistency. This is the rhythm that we're setting the consistency of uh, prayer, the consistency of that. And, and not just praying uh, sir during certain times, like, before a meal or at bedtime. And even that, that's even funny because there's been times where, and I've tried to like implement that and be proactive mm-hmm. where Harvey's been like, or Harvey Witt, they've, they've said, Oh man, my tummy hurts or this hurts or they say something else. I was like, Hey, we should, we should pray about that. Yeah. We mm-hmm. should pray about that. Uh, let's pray about that right now. And then Harvey will say, uh, well, I'll wait for your watch to go off because my watch goes off at ten o two every day. <laughs> so, like, so they ask me, like, why, why is your watch can, beeping like that? Can you pray if it's not ten o two? Right. Yeah. Day? So, like, they thought they were just like, well, we got to wait till it's ten o two, Dad. So we can't pray yet. And I was just like, no, no, like, no, we can pray anytime. We can always talk to God. Uh, so just like little things like that, and just showing consistency, um, not just with. Uh, those type of disciplinary issues, but just with those uh, daily rhythms, especially with your walk with Jesus. So. Yeah, consistency is so hard, even in the midst of our own laziness of, mm-hmm. I said no technology, but I'm tired, so yeah, just watch the screen for a while. Right. Like, being able to be consistent is such a big deal, especially in those early ages. You men- mentioned praying with your kids. Do you guys do a family devotional, or how do you spiritually lead four-year-olds and two-year-olds and one-year-olds? <laughs> We don't do a family devotional. We we do have a lot of like spiritual books that are like just right alongside with all of our other books that we read. Um, so I try to, I think sometime I'd like to be able to make it a little more formalized, but 
um, right now is not the time for our kids. <laughs> so I think there's even more just like different things that we like try to interject with our normal um like day-to-day things like even like Harvey was asking me questions one time of like mom why do I have to take a bath why do I have to do this why are we giving the car like why are we going for a car wash and it's like a normal thing for me to say because we're going to take good care of the things God has given us and so that's like a really like four-year-old level of like we're going to like teach him to be a good steward of his things I I love that because I think so many times families can feel this pressure of like all right it's family devotional time and it's a struggle and it's hard and and good on you if you do that but yeah. when i look at deuteronomy 6 it's it's kind of like hey as you walk you know mm-hmm. and when you're at home when all these things it's like it's just constantly throughout the day mm-hmm. you're pointing kids to christ you're having those opportunities to tell those stories um it is what's huge mm-hmm. yeah we yeah we don't and we need to but i think like that rhythm that we're talking about and uh and even thinking of kids and even ourselves where I think my parents, we had a family devotional every single morning before we ran off to school, and it was very not great, Um, (laughs) you know, so, but I do remember, oh, we're going to make time for this, and sometimes it was, we're running late, so this is going to be a two-minute thing, even though it's supposed to be a 10-minute thing, Um, but but making sure that there there is room for there, and taking advantage, um, obviously, of those uh, those moments, I'm kind of even quoting like family discipleship, the book, um, family discipleship. But just taking advantage of those moments for sure, and having a plan, uh, you know, because that's one thing that we just like sometimes just like forget about. You know, we just forget. Oh, we got to make. Oh, we should probably make a plan about that because mm-hmm. uh, we have plans for everything. You yeah. know, we have plans for so many things, uh, but are we actually making um, a plan for Jesus? Yeah. Kind of family discipleship is that a book you'd recommend? I would recommend it. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a great book. I mean, I was forced to read it here, um, but (laughs) (laughs) who who wrote that? Uh, uh, Adam Griffin and Matt Chandler. Okay. Um, and, and, uh, so it's really good. It just kind of goes through that, what family discipleship actually looks like. It, it obviously makes you take a deeper look into what you're doing. And, and something that really sticks with me and Kelsey is, uh, we were talking with, uh, you know, Matthew Morgan, mm-hmm. uh, an elder here, he works at church here. And um, so Matthew told us his story about a guy who came to him uh, who was very pro guns. Okay. And he's going through like, at this age, I'm going to teach my kids how to do this. And at this age, you're going to carry, but they're not going to, and at this age, and he had this whole massive plan on introducing their kids to guns. Gun and safety. Gun and safety, you know, and stuff, gun yeah. safety and, and hunting. And uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that sounds We were good. eating it up because yeah, we were, we're like, like that's, that's part not, of our family. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. And then all of a sudden, and Matthew brought back that guy. He's like, man, that is, that's great. What's your plan to introduce your kid to Jesus? Mm. And it's just like, whoa. Mm. You know, we make plans to introduce your kids to uh, music. Like, mm-hmm. we're like, oh, well, they're going to we'll learn the piano first. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we make plans uh, for, for to introduce them to to school. We make plans to introduce them to health, plans to introduce them to sports. Uh, but are we really making the actual plan uh, to introduce them to Jesus? Because mm-hmm. that's the best gift we could ever mm-hmm. give them. And that's what the Family Discipleship book kind of really, uh, really pierces at, for me at least, mm-hmm. and that's what it really stronghold at. So. That's really good advice. Let's jump into that. Uh, three pieces of advice or counsel you would give to parents of little kids. I think to be a good example of what a good disciple looks like, you know, um, you can tell them what to do, but 
and you can say all these things, but they're really just watching everything that you do. So mm. part of it is even just like working on yourself, even though they, you know, they talk about if you're on an airplane, if the plane's going down and the oxygen is coming out, like put the oxygen on yourself first so mm. that then you can help your kids. So you need to pour into your own relationship with Jesus so that mm. you can help them. That's good. That's good. Anything else, Kelsey? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, I don't really... I, I wrote it out for you, honey. Oh, no, okay, I, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> no, I, I think just kind of picking up on um, one of the things that I've kind of learned and even the story that I shared um, earlier, um, you know, practicing, like letting your kids see your sin. Mm-hmm. And it's okay yeah. to ask for forgiveness. And even that story about Harvey when I went and I overreacted and did that. Now, I should have corrected him. Mm-hmm. And I did correct him, but not the right way. Yeah. I had to go back and apologize. And I said, man, I am, I am so sorry. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. And, and actually I was even listening to, um, and, and Matt Chandler has said this in the family discipleship book, him and Adam Griffin, but he even said it in a better uh, way that I, I kind of heard through a podcast that, that he did. Um, and he said that the grace is for you. You're not going to, you're not going to nail it. And then he wrote, and he, uh, he said, show me a parent, who doesn't ask for forgiveness from their kids. And I'll show you a parent that doesn't understand the gospel Mm. and really just like piercing at that. And how can my kids be good? Like, how can they actually um, apologize? Well, if I'm not even doing it myself. Mm. So really taking, um, taking advantage of that, that opportunity, because I apologize to my kids a lot Mm -hmm. because I screw up a lot Mm -hmm. and they know I do. And especially they, they love to tell Kelsey when she gets home how I screwed up, you know, like they're like, well, dad did this. But and then Kelsey's like, oh, really? You know, the first thing they say to her is daddy did this. But he said sorry. And I forgave him, you know, like yeah. I was like, dude, thanks for ratting me out the first 10 seconds she walks in the door. But literally like at, like that needs to be a regular rhythm in your house is forgiveness yeah. for sure. Oh, that's good. Um, and that's mo- we model that is part of leadership by mm-hmm. modeling humility and grace and forgiveness and um and i'm glad you said you should have corrected him like because that's part of parenting and parents wrestle especially in the early age of discipline um but i I think it's one of the principles is being firm early helps with freedom later Mm -hmm. especially they talk about those years from zero to three Mm -hmm. is you lay a foundation to really build upon that as well well and they talk about that even like in the secular world like your personality is all the way formed by the age of seven um like so if you think about how that's even gonna like come to fruition when they're adults like how do they get what they want whether in a relationship as an adult or at a workplace like how they want get that is all like pretty much set in stone by by those early early years so there's a lot of work to be done with little little kids but it's worth it to do the work on the front end than have to do it years down the road for sure. What else, guys? Pour out this wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kelsey said it's set at seven, and I'm just like, yeah, I like I guilt trip people all the time. That's how I got Kelsey. Um, <laughs> oh, you know, gosh. so that's definitely an action, I guess. You know, but uh, yeah, um, uh, I think I think and Kelsey kind of kind of um, we were talking through this a little bit, knowing uh, going through this, but but obviously, like she said. Uh, how can we make disciples if we're not disciples ourselves? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, it's not just it's not just a one moment thing. Like, man, I did that really good because yeah. I can I can tell you, and I've even pointed to some really good examples of when I did it well. But what am I doing throughout the whole the, the long run? Yeah, because mm-hmm. you can be really good 
for six months. Like I can be a really good husband for a week. Yeah. I can, well, I can be a good husband for like an hour. Um, <laughs> Or less. Kelsey's giving me a look like, you guys, I wish this was on video because some of the looks that I've been getting, she's just like, really? An hour, an hour. That's generous. Oh, that's really we'll, generous. We'll, we'll work up to that. We'll work up to that. But like you can be, you can be a okay or you can be a decent husband for a certain amount of time. You can be an okay father and there are certain moments that you do really well. But the long game is yeah. the, the long game is the most important part. I think that's though why you have to surrender even like being a parent to Jesus because He loves our kids far more than we ever could, and you know. So even though you do all the work on the front end, like there's still like it's up to God to bring that to fruition to bring them to Him. Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah. It, it's the it's the long game is such a good point. Uh, we've used this illustration in discipleship, but Jess, you and I both love to smoke meat and barbecue and getting a oh, good yeah. brisket. Yeah, like, we should do a podcast on that, actually. That's, but we could talk for a long time yeah. on that. Yeah, we could do that. But that idea of like, all right, it's going to be a 16-hour smoke to get the meat to be this tender. Like, you can't microwave that. And I think same mm-hmm. thing when it comes to parenting. It's like, all right, I got this new plan, and it lasts for two weeks. Or it's like, all right, I got this new initiative, and it lasts for a month. But what's really going to form your kids is how you parented for the 18 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That's really going to, like, your consistency, your character over that long. So there might be short-term things you deal with, but the, your character over mm-hmm. the long haul is really going to shape them. Yeah, that, that plays a huge role. And then, and then another thing that, that I know Kelsey's talked about too is that, uh, you know, having good coaches. And that's, that's like having people around you. And um, even when we weren't parents yet, I mean, being around other family members, um, other um, just friends, and, and seeing them parent as well, uh, it's really good. It's really good. Now, of course, you go through that, and you're just like, okay, we're not doing that, um, you know. But other times, you're like, man, they, they, man, how did they did that really, really well? And so, being around that, there's even a a young couple who just got married here at Veritas, and and we kind of apologized when they came over to our house, and we're just like, oh, I'm sorry, it's kind of crazy, and we got three boys running around, and just, mm-hmm. and and they said, no, this is great. Like, how are we going to know how to be good parents if we're not? if we're, we're not like around other parents, mm-hmm. you know, like if we're not seeing them do that. So living life one-on-one. So having a good, um, and, yeah, having and picking good ones. Cause yeah. it's, it's different too than like, there's so much access right now with social media to lots of different resources. And I think, um, I was listening to a podcast by Jen Wilkin and she was saying that when she was young, there was just her mom and her, her mother-in-law. And so part of that was healthy for her that, you know, she wasn't subjecting herself to all the different ideas. It was like, this is, she saw that it went well for them and, and listening to a couple people that were going to be really pouring into her life. But at the same time, you know, you have to know what you need if that's not a good resource yeah. for you. Like, Cause that's true. There are so much out there and so you much. can find some professional to reinforce what you already want to hear. Mm-hmm. But when you're in a church community, you can look at people. It's like, all right, I want to have kids like your kids are like, right. I, I respect that i Mm -hmm. respect you as followers of jesus i should have a humble heart to listen Mm -hmm. into that and that's a beautiful thing about um, Mm -hmm. church community with so much social media and podcasts for adults and the information we get but i i'd bring it back to little kids when it comes to technology one piece of advice is delay technology now i'm not going to give an age you got to figure that out (laughs) but if your little kid gets a phone the first year they want it, that's probably not a good idea. 
Like there should be some delay of like, I don't think you should get it as early as you want it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is delaying um, technology access? And sometimes like? it's it's that modeling part again, because my kids don't know exactly what I'm doing on my phone. So even being clear like and, and putting it down, and that's a huge struggle mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. It, it's like um, even even this past week is like, okay, I need to, I'm, I'm putting my phone down. Like even like last night, I was like, Kels, I don't know where my phone is because I put it down when I got home and I haven't touched it since I've been home kind of thing. And Kels was just like, thank you for doing that. (laughs) Well, there was somebody in our small group that wanted, our connection group that wanted to make like an even like more radical choice about that. He knew that he was struggling with it and he like got rid of his smartphone and went and found a like refurbished flip phone so that he could be more intentional with his family. But I was upset about that because I kept texting him and I thought he was being rude and not texting back, (laughs) but he just wasn't getting them. And I was like, Oh man, come on. But I thought that was pretty, pretty, um, like how much he valued what he needed to change. Yeah. And just being present. That's Mm -hmm. something we're working on. Mars told me the other week, Hey, we need like a basket. Everybody's phones. Yeah. We need to go in. Let's put this away. And, have some family time. Anything yep. else, guys? Um, Kels, what do you think? Any, <laughs> any, <laughs> no. Let I'd me say add. just like give a hundred percent. Like the day is never done until yeah they're all in bed, and then it's still sometimes not. I, I love that though. Like give a hundred percent. There's like the athlete or the, the ex athlete. There's not much athletic left right. here, but like the old sport is when it comes to parenting. When you say give a hundred percent, this is a high calling. This is a big mm-hmm. deal. Mm-hmm. And to say, like, yes, put effort into it. Uh, discipleship starts in the home, and your kids are the most important disciples you're making. So don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's a really, really big deal. And even to a point where I think I've even shared this with you, Jake, and I, I read a book uh, last year that kind of talked about this. And I've, I've gotten advice from a lot of people. And, the, and I've heard many, many men of God say to me, the best gift you can give to your child is by is by treating their mother well, by, by treating your spouse, like by being amazing to your spouse. Like, and, and don't get me wrong, like that's an amazing like thing to do and you want to make sure and do that. And that's a huge priority. You guys did the marriage, um, you know, the, the four-part, was it four-part marriage podcast? Mm-hmm. On, and so really good just like lining out what is a biblical marriage, what does the Bible describe as a, as a good, healthy marriage. So that is obviously huge and foundational because you got to be on the right team and you got to be unified through that. It's not just, well, Kelsey does it this way and I do it this way. It's, it needs to be unity and that's that consistency we're talking about. But I've heard people say, oh yeah, the, the best gift you can give your, your kids is loving their mother well. Well, in reality, that's, that's not true at all. The best <laughs> gift we can give our kids is Jesus. Mm-hmm. So we need to live that out in how we actually, not only that, but I'm treating your mother well, not just because she's amazing and I love her, but because Jesus is better, Mm -hmm. you know, and and that's, and that's the picture that we can set up with our kids. Mm -hmm. And the best part about that, especially with young kids is you can screw up a lot Mm -hmm. and, and they probably won't remember that. (laughs) Like, like, like I don't remember what happened when I was three or four for the most part, but it's like the practice part, like you can Mm -hmm. keep practicing and practicing and practicing. And by, by the time they get to a certain age, you're like, Oh, maybe I'm better. Like this is better, (laughs) you know, but, but to be able to do that at the young age is just a huge and crucial thing that uh, Kelsey encourages me um, to do and points those things out uh, when I do them wrong. Um, And I point out the good stuff too. You do point out the good stuff. <laughs> she she actually there is a really good 
Kelsey gave me, I'm just laying it all on the yeah, table. Yeah, keep going. It's I great. Poured, I said this in the last parent commissioning <laughs> class that, that, um, that we did. I said, my wife gave me one of the biggest compliments followed by <laughs> one of the biggest convictions. Um, and it was all in like one, like, you know, like a 10 second frame. And she said, uh, Jesse, you are probably one of the best person I've seen discipline or redirect a child when you're in control. <laughs> and like, it was just like, wow. Like I was like, yes. man, I felt really good. And then all of a sudden when you're, contr- Oh very, man, very tactful like, rebuke. Very tactful. She's very good. at that. She's very good at that. So, uh, well, speaking of parent commissionings, one of the things I'd want to encourage parents of young kids is I truly believe it takes a church to raise a child, mm, and yes. it's such a gift. Now, you don't outsource the discipleship of your kids to the church, but you need to see the church as a tool. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they go to Sunday school class and they learn these lessons, talk with them about it, interact with them, um, connect with other parents that are trying to fight the same fight of teaching their kids to know, love, and obey Jesus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but see the church as a tool, not something you just outsource yeah. discipleship your kids do. We so. say the we say that the parent is the primary disciple maker of the yeah. the, the, the kid, mm-hmm. and because they're around them the most. We yeah. have seventy five oh. minutes on a Sunday morning, right? And you got you got the rest of the time. Right. So if your kid's a brat, that's that's on you. <laughs> well, but, we'll help the best we can. I don't, I don't you, know about you. Got to own that. You got to own that. No, and that, we even said that too. We're like, well, we can't promise that our kids won't grow up and be yeah. brats or be, yeah. uh, you know, not nice. And what stuff. you did for six days, we can't undo in seventy-five minutes. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, I gotta. Yeah. Maybe we could have them sign something. Will you, like, no. It, but I think it's one of those things that, um, like, specifically uh, talking about. Uh, you know, being the disciple maker of your kids. Um, what was I saying? Actually, I'm just totally I don't lost. Know, keep it. Going. It's it's, it's you'll eventually find it. I eventually find it, but <laughs> it's just lost. Kelsey, just tell me what to say. It's okay. <laughs> no. That is that is a big deal, guys. To see, don't that's two ditches you fall in. One is just like outsourcing that, and just mm. like I don't know what to do. I don't know how to answer these questions. Go to Sunday school class. Hopefully, they'll do it. And like, mm-hmm. no, take ownership of your own kid's spiritual development. But don't be have an independent spirit on it that takes a church to raise a child and lean into that um, and use use the church as a tool in discipling your kids. Uh, it's a hard job parenting, um, and these early years are so crucial, and we want to help you do that as a church to be a resource to you. Uh, so hopefully this helps. If you're really struggling in some kind of an area of parenting, especially at little kids' time, reach out to, mm-hmm. to any of our leaders at the church. We'd love to come alongside and help in any way we can. We love you guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Veritas Equipping Podcast. If you have any questions you would like us to address or ideas on how we can serve you better, please reach out to us by email at info at veritascr.church and put podcast in the subject line.